Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. Happy Easter. He is risen. Here's Pastor Matthias. Brothers and sisters, this morning is truly the center of our faith. We gather together at the foot of the cross on Good Friday, and on Easter Sunday we gather together at the empty tomb to hear good news about new life. And so, friends, this morning for our scripture reading, I would invite us to hear the Easter morning message uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and then quickly go and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ, we have come to this morning and to this place to seek true life and so only your life will do. So Christ, may we hear of your life in this moment, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Every year around this time in the city of Jerusalem, thousands of anxious people gather together around a pitch-black tomb. They gather in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the church which is thought to contain the actual tomb in which Christ was laid. It's maybe the holiest site that our faith has to offer. And squeezing and pressing in against one another, they fill every inch of the ancient churches, all try and get as close to the tomb as they can. And shaking with nerves and chanting ancient hymns, they stand together with a candle in each of their hands as they hold their breath and together wait for a miracle to happen. For 1,600 years... Our Orthodox brothers and sisters have believed that in the early hours of the day just before Easter, a flame spontaneously and miraculously appears inside Christ's tomb. And for centuries, 
Critics have poked all kinds of holes in the idea. They've argued that it's absurd, that it's nonsense, that it can't happen. And yet, as bizarre and maybe even illogical as it may be, every single year without fail, pilgrims from all over the world gather together because they expect to find a miraculous light in a pitch black tomb, a symbol of that life that appeared in that very grave 2,000 years ago. It's an amazing ceremony to witness. When the church is finally filled to capacity, the elderly priest, the patriarch of Jerusalem, goes inside the tomb. He's the only person allowed inside. The tomb has been sealed for days and is pitch black. The patriarch actually has to feel his way through the dark. And reaching the middle, he falls to his knees, lifts up a prayer to God at the stone slab on which Christ was laid. And as tradition has it, at that moment, the holy fire rises from the stone and lights up the tomb. Immediately, the patriarch lights two candles that he has brought with him. And then, giving thanks to God, he heads back outside the tomb, lifts the blazing candles high above his head, at which point the entire crowd erupts in shouting and cheering. The church is filled with a deafening, hysterical joy. People laugh, people cry, everyone strains their neck to try and catch a glimpse of the miraculous light. Hundreds of arms reach forward with their candles and the patriarch starts lighting as many candles as fast as he can. The first to have their candles lit immediately turn around and light the candles of those behind them, and so on and so on, until in the blink of an eye, the entire church is filled with the miraculous light. The feeling is overwhelming, the sight is blinding, the joy is indescribable, and as bells start ringing out all over the city of Jerusalem, the crowd starts chanting together, we are Christians, we are Christians, we are Christians. Every Easter, thousands of believers come to Jerusalem expecting to find a light of life in a dark tomb. And every Easter, they find what they expect. Of course, as wonderful as that sounds, to most of us that may also sound a little bit silly. The idea of fire just spontaneously appearing from stone or light miraculously showing up in a dark tomb, most modern believers might scoff at that a little bit. In part, that's because our modern world teaches us to be a little bit skeptical, a little bit cautious with miracles, but at a deeper level because we live in a day and age that in many ways teaches us not to expect a light in the dark and certainly not to expect life from a grave. We live in an era, in a culture of bad news a place where tragedy is typical, and a time when disappointment is unsurprising. 
Sometimes it happens in little ways. We're told that we didn't get that job or that promotion, and we're disappointed, but we say to ourselves, figures. Our doctor tells us we need to get healthier in order to feel better, and we get it, but we think, yeah, that'll happen. And sometimes it happens in not-so-light ways. We hear news about another mass shooting, and we're shocked, but we aren't all that surprised. We've seen that headline before. We see horrifying pictures of atrocities in Ukraine, and we're heartbroken, but we aren't astounded. We know people are capable of worse than that. Every week, sometimes every day, we hear about unexpected losses. We hear about car crashes, about layoffs, about diagnoses, about broken promises, failed plans, financial problems, until one day we might just wake up to find that life has worn us down to the point that we no longer expect anything at the tomb except routine sadness, ordinary darkness, and predictable death. The poet Alexander Pope may have summed up our pessimistic age best when he wrote, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. It sounds sad, but my guess is that's how a lot of people go through each week, settling for disappointment, accepting frustration, and never expecting anything to really change. But that isn't how the women go to the tomb on Easter Sunday. Each of the four Gospels tells the story of Easter morning just a little bit differently. They all have their own emphasis, and I think that the thing I love most about the Gospel of Matthew and Matthew's version of Easter morning is that in Matthew 28, that passage we just heard, it's as if the women were somehow expecting to find life at the tomb. Think about that passage that we heard read a minute ago. In verse 1, Matthew says the women just went to see the tomb, but notice they don't bring along the oils, herbs, and spices to anoint Jesus' body, as Mark, Luke, and John say. In verse 4, the guards are so frightened by the angel that they actually faint, but somehow the women aren't quite as surprised as the unbelieving soldiers. Verse 8, the angel invites the women to go inside the tomb and to see where Jesus had been laid. The angel invites them to go and see the proof, the evidence that he's now alive, but the women don't. In the text, they immediately leave to go and tell the disciples, and when they suddenly run into Jesus Christ himself on the road, they aren't scared, they don't panic, but without hesitating, they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. No matter what, the critics and skeptics may have said after the cross on Good Friday, and as ridiculous as it must have seemed in a world that expects routine bad news, in Matthew's gospel, the women go to a dark tomb in the city 
of Jerusalem, expecting to find light and new life. That is what Easter is about. Easter isn't just about forgiven sins or joyful hymns or getting to heaven one day. The real issue and the real question at the heart of Easter morning is what do you expect? Do you expect to hear nothing but the world's typical bad news or do you expect to hear a little bit of God's good news? Do you expect to settle for who this cynical world says that you are, or will you listen to who Christ calls you to be? Are you okay with finding routine sadness and predictable death at the tomb, or do you expect to find an unimaginable light and life there? Easter is about what we expect of ourselves, of our world, of life itself, because Easter is the illogical and absurdly beautiful morning that reminds us that in a world filled with unhappy endings, routine tragedy, and typical pessimism, Christians are those who go to a dark tomb and expect to find life. And I don't just mean we expect to find life someday when we die and go to heaven. I mean Easter is expecting new life now. Easter morning is for people who need change. The empty tomb is good news for those who are longing, who are desperate to expect something more, something new, something different. Easter is when those who struggle with depression, with loneliness, with hopelessness, can expect to find new hope rising up from a dreary tomb. Easter is when those who can't control their anger or their spending can expect to find the strength to be transformed by the words, He is risen. And Easter is when those who are tired and worn down by all the routine, unsurprising bad news of this world can dare to expect to change to find a new start, a new home, a new beginning, a new life. That's the beauty of Easter morning, and that's the power of the empty tomb. Because of Easter, Christians are those who expect more, more of the world than we see, more of life than we've been told, more of ourselves than we think possible. Because of Easter, we can expect more than the bad news that we hear day in and day out. We expect good news of great joy. Because of Easter, we expect more than the exhausting disappointments and pains this world sometimes tells us to put up with. We expect to find peace and to be made whole again. Because of Easter, we expect more than the flaws and the sins that we've lived with for too long. We expect we can change, can be someone new, can live in a different way. Christians are those who expect something more. Because Christians are those who have gone 
to the dark tomb on Easter morning and know that regardless of what the cynics, skeptics, and bitter critics of this world may say, light can always be found in even the darkest tomb, and new life is always possible. This morning, light has been found in the dark, and life has walked out of the grave. Our sins, our flaws, our regrets, our pains, even death itself, none of it is final. Everything is possible after today. And so the question this miraculous morning puts to each one of us is, what more should you expect? What new peace, new patience, what hope, what generosity, what forgiveness, what life do you expect to find with the women at the tomb? Christians are those who go to the tomb and expect to find the light of life that changes everything. The only question is, how do you expect it to change you? Around this time, every single year in the city of Jerusalem, thousands of anxious people gather together around a pitch-black tomb. They come carrying disappointments and sins, carrying bad news and unhappy endings, carrying candles and hope. But above all, they come expecting to find a light of life in a dark tomb. And every Easter, they find it. And the good news is, every Easter, we join them, and we find it too. Thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, bring us to Jerusalem this morning. Lead us to the tomb where you were laid and give us the faith to expect to find life. Lord, let your light miraculously appear in whatever darkness we may find ourselves. Let your good news be the reality we cling to through whatever bad news we're told. And let your risen life become the new life we chase whenever the skeptics tell us to settle. Christ Jesus, let Easter change us, make us new, call us by name, and show us that all things are possible now. Bring us to Jerusalem, lead us to the tomb this and every day, and let us always expect to find your light and your new life. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Brothers and sisters, Christians are those who expect to find new light and to find new life. Easter and every day, we expect more, more grace, more life. And so, this morning, for this Easter worship service, I would invite us to do something that offers our expectations to God. When you all arrived, you should hopefully have received a little slip of paper that says, I expect on it, and then the rest of it is blank. In just a moment, 
as we hear some instrumental music played, I would invite you to pray and to think about some thing that you expect from Easter, some way you expect this morning to change you. It could be something you need to start doing in order to live more fully. It could be something you need to stop doing, a new habit you need to keep for your family, for yourself, a way your personality needs to change. Whatever it might be, I would invite you to think of some way you expect Christ to make you more fully alive. Think about it, and using the pens and the pews, I would invite you to write it on that slip of paper. And then, as the ushers dismiss us, or as we feel led, I would invite you to come forward and pin that expectation to the cross. If you participated in the first service, you don't have to come up. You can see brothers and sisters have already offered expectations to Christ. If you are one of them, you don't have to, but I would invite us to come forward to offer our expectation to Christ on the cross. And then I would invite you going right and left to pick up a small candle, to light it from one of the candles that will already be lit up here and to leave that candle standing in the sand as a symbol of the light of life that we get to find this morning. But brothers and sisters, I invite us in prayer and stillness to think about how we expect Easter to change us, and I would invite us to take all things to God. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you're blessed and that you are a blessing to others. Go in peace.